Section 9 of Ingersoll on Which Way from the Works of Robert G. Ingersoll, Volume 3, Lectures. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Tommy Hersant, Carlsbad, California. Section 9. There are two ways. One is to live for God. That has been tried, and the result has always been the same. It was tried in Palestine many years ago, and the people who tried it were not protected by their God. They were conquered, overwhelmed, and exiled. They lost their country and were scattered over the earth. For many centuries they expected assistance from their God. They believed that they would be gathered together again, that their cities and temples and altars would be rebuilt that they would again be the favorites of Jehovah, that with his help they would overcome their enemies and rule the world. Century by century, the hope has grown weaker and weaker, until now it is regarded by the intelligent as a foolish dream. A living for God was tried in Switzerland, and it ended in slavery and torture, um, Every avenue that led to improvement, to progress, was closed. Only those in authority were allowed to express their thoughts. No one tried to increase the happiness of people in this world. Innocent pleasure was regarded as sin. Laughter was suppressed. All natural joy despised. And love itself denounced as sin. They amused themselves with fasting and prayer, hearing sermons, talking about endless pain, uh, committing to memory the genealogies in the Old Testament, and now and then burning one of their fellow men. Living for God was tried in Scotland. Ah, the people became the serfs and slaves of the Blessed Kirk. The ministers became petty tyrants. They poisoned the very springs of life. They interfered with every family, invaded the privacy of every home, sowed the seeds of superstition and fear, and filled the darkness with devils. They claimed to be divinely inspired, that they delivered the messages of God, that to deny their authority was blasphemy, and that all who refused to do their bidding would suffer eternal pain. Under their government, Scotland was a land of sign and sorrow, of grief and pain. The people were slaves. Living for God was tried in New England. A government was formed in accordance with the Old Testament. The laws, for the most part, were petty and absurd. The penalties cruel and bloody to the last degree. Religious liberty was regarded as a crime, as an insult to God. Persons differing in belief from those in power were persecuted, whipped, maimed, and exiled. People supposed to be in league with the devil were imprisoned or killed. A theological government was established. Ministers were the agents of God. They dictated the laws and fixed the penalties. Everything was under the supervision of the clergy. They had no pity, no mercy. With all their hearts, they hated the natural. They promised happiness in another world and did all they could to destroy the pleasures of this. 
their greatest consolation, their purest joy, was found in their belief that all who failed to obey their words, to wear their yoke, would suffer infinite torture in the eternal dungeons of hell. Living for God was tried in the dark ages. Thousands of scaffolds were wet with blood. Countless swords were thrust through human hearts. The flames of faggots consumed the flesh of men. Dungeons became the homes of those who thought. In the name of God, Every cruelty was practiced, every crime committed, and liberty perished from the earth. Everywhere, the result has been the same. Living for God has filled the world with blood and flame. There is another way. Let us live for man, for this world. Let us develop the brain and civilize the heart. Let us ascertain the conditions of happiness and live in accordance with them. Let us do what we can for the destruction of ignorance, poverty, and crime. Let us do our best to supply the wants of the body, to satisfy the hunger of the mind to ascertain the secrets of nature, to the end that we may make the invisible forces the tireless servants of the human race and fill the world with happy homes. Let the gods take care of themselves. Let us live for man. Let us remember that those who have sought for the truths of nature have never persecuted their fellow men. The astronomers and chemists have forged no chains, built no dungeons. The geologists have invented no instrument of torture. The philosophers have not demonstrated the truth of their theories by burning their neighbors. The great infidels, the thinkers, have lived for the good of man. It is noble to seek for truth, to be intellectually honest, to give to others a true transcript of your mind, a photograph of your thoughts in honest words. This ends section 9.